Welcome to the Free From Binge Eating Podcast with me, Breed, your host. Binge eating sucks. Trust me, I know. I was stuck in that spiral of binge, restrict, diet, yo-yoing weight loss, feeling guilty and ashamed, and hating my body for 10 years. Now that I'm out, I'm turning my pain into purpose by helping you stop binging, start loving your body, self, and life again. It's time to live free from binge eating. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome everybody to this episode. Thank you for tuning in, for sharing your time with me. So today we're going to go through two topics, both of which I've been DM'd about quite a bit recently. So first off, we're going to go into what's the difference between overeating and binge eating. And then we're going to go into how do I say no to food? How do I not be scared of slipping back into restrictive ways. So when you've sort of gone from one side of the pendulum to the other and you want to find that middle ground, how do we do that? So we're going to go into those two things. First off, I want to do a bit of a celebration and a welcome for all the women in August who joined the 30 Day Reboot and Body Love Academy. We had over 40 women last month join, which is incredible. That's 40 women's lives who are changing for the better who are being lifted out of that dark spiral of either the binge diet cycle or hating their bodies, depending which course they're on. And they're they're being lifted out of that. They are elevating, they are getting the tools, the guidance they need to live the life that they actually want, to have the food and body relationship that they actually want. So that's so freaking awesome. It's also the first month that I launched this free masterclass, Why Am I Still Binge Eating and How to Stop? 450 of you guys joined, which is so cool. It's, if, in case you haven't joined and you're interested, it's a 35 minute free masterclass. You can literally go to the show notes, get instant access. And in it, I said, we're gonna explore, get, get you that clarity of why you're still binge eating and how the heck to stop. So I'll give you three actionable steps that will definitely start getting your results. And in it, in the masterclass, you also get a, a nice little discount for the 30-day reboot if you're interested in that as well. So head to that in the show notes after this episode. First, let's get into it. So what is overeating? What's the difference between that and binge eating? So let's start off by defining what's a binge. What What is a binge? It's eating excessive amounts of calories, so so much more than you normally would ever think of eating in one sitting. Usually it's eaten in a short period of time, so you eat quite quickly and in this sort of out of control impulsive state. It's just like you almost just can't stop, like there's just no way out once it starts. And afterwards, of course, you feel emotionally distressed, so much guilt, shame, frustration, and depending on whether you are in binge eating disorder or bulimia, you may then even go to compensate to undo the calories consumed in that binge. So if you have bulimia, that could look like purging, vomiting, laxatives, enemas, excessive exercise by some definitions as well, and fasting. How many calories constitutes a binge? Typically, they say it's about a thousand calories upwards. It, I've, I've worked with women who, for them, it's literally like 5,000 plus calories. So it can, it can be intense. And so binge eating is this act. It's like this a thing that you do, right? It's eating excessive amount of calories in a small amount of time. What is binge eating disorder? So that 
binge eating is a symptom of binge eating disorder. Binge eating disorder is a clinically diagnosable eating disorder. It is actually the most frequent one that people are diagnosed with, more than anorexia and bulimia combined. So it's really, really common. And so binge eating can be a symptom of that. Of course, you could binge eat once in your life and never again. So you wouldn't have binge eating disorder because binge eating disorder requires another symptom, not only is the binges, but recurrent binges. So they say at least once or even twice a week for three to six months would then constitute as binge eating disorder. For full diagnosis of that, of course, I'm not qualified for full diagnosis. So definitely if you want to know for sure, definitely talk to a doctor or a therapist. So that's binge binge eating, right? Now, what is overeating? So they can definitely be confused because both obviously sort of allude to like just going really overboard with the amount of food that you eat. And the thing is with overeating is it's actually pretty common, like most normal in quotation marks, so people who don't have an eating disorder, most people will overeat at some point, even multiple times a week, whether it's, you know, just going for that extra slice of pizza when you're already full or ordering dessert again when you're already pretty full and you didn't really need it, or maybe at a cultural celebration, Thanksgiving or... um, going for dinner with family like I know when I used to go for Chinese with my family we'd all it'd be such a feast and you'd always end up stuffed and like go overboard and you know that you did go overboard so overeating is pretty normal it's quite situational as mentioned there like going for this family dinner it was quite situational and most people do it at some point it can also be emotional so getting home from work feeling pretty stressed and you just need a bit of decompression and you can go to food and just go a bit overboard with the amount that you eat. So basic overeating is really about eating past fullness, not though to the extent of binge eating, which is really excessive, like vast quantities of food, so much more than you would ever normally think that you would want to eat. And when it comes to overeating, basic overeating there there can be emotional distress after you know you might feel like oh I kind of ate too much I messed up a bit there or something but it's not to this again intense level of binge eating in binge eating disorder where there's this emotional distress like panic frustration intense guilt shame seeing all those food wrappers around you and being like oh my god I'm a monster like I'm a pig I'm out of control so again like amount of calories is much more extreme in binge eating and the emotional distress again is much more extreme. Also another thing that differentiates them is in overeating while there can be sort of like you know it's a bit mindless and you just kind of before you know it oops I ate like several Oreos or whatever it is more than I needed there is this higher level of like consciousness in the moment. Binge eating is very impulsive and compulsive and you feel like you're almost like a zombie like you're possessed that you just can't get out of it overeating though because it's less intense and it's it is more possible to apply more mindfulness in the moment and that actually mentioning that word compulsive brings me to another point that is 
some experts may use the term compulsive overeating and binge eating synonymously. So some might just refer to like basic overeating or overeating, which is what most people do every now and then. We just kind of go a little bit overboard past fullness. But then compulsive overeating can be called the same thing basically as binge eating. And therefore, some you might may hear some people say compulsive overeating, where it just feels like unstoppable, is a symptom of binge eating disorder. So that begs the question, is overeating then viewed as an eating disorder? Well, if you're only doing this occasionally and it seems like just situational, uh, doesn't seem so intense, it's not considering an eating disorder. However, if you're compulsively overeating, it's so emo- out of control, emotionally distressing afterwards, otherwise known then as binge eating, then that is a key symptom of binge eating disorder. So that also means that compulsive overeating, aka binge eating, is a symptom of bulimia nervosa as well. So now to just summarize, just make that comparison like really clear, basically we've got basic overeating versus binge eating slash compulsive overeating. So those two things synonymous. So we've got overeating is quite normal. Most people do it fairly often versus binge eating is a key symptom of binge eating disorder. So a, a serious diagnosable, clinically diagnosable eating disorder. Overeating usually involves a little bit more consciousness. You kind of know you're going overboard and you still choose to do it. Whereas binge eating is compulsive, hence the word compulsive overeating. You feel out of control, unstoppable. Overeating can involve guilt, distress after, but it also may not. You may just be like, oh yeah, that was like delicious. Loved that meal that I had out with friends or that Christmas dinner, whatever it is. And you're fine, you move on. But binge eating is intense and highly emotionally distressing. Overeating can be done alone or it could be done in front of people. Like again, you're having a night out with friends, you go overboard, whatever. Binge eating is often done alone in secret because of the intense shame around this out of control behavior. Overeating usually doesn't affect your eating patterns too much outside of that overeating event. Whereas binge eating often affects how you eat then throughout the day potentially extreme measures to compensate for that binge, like, as seen in bulimia nervosa, purging, vomiting, excessive exercise, fasting, all those kinds of things. Overeating indicates eating more than your body needs for satiation. However, binge eating takes it to another level. As said, binges can look like thousands of calories in one sitting. That's not what you normally think of if you think of like basic overeating. So to conclude, whether you're struggling with basic overeating or recurrent binge eating, i.e. binge eating disorder, both are treatable and 100% don't need to be a permanent fixture of your life. So creating that happy, healthy relationship with food is always, always, always 100% possible. And as mentioned, if you want that clinical diagnosis, if you're unsure and you want to know definitely see a doctor or a therapist for that. And if you want to get started on understanding why you are binge eating and how to stop, definitely check out that free masterclass. It's amazing. As said, already 450 people have moved through it and gained so much value from it. Okay, 
So hopefully that cleared things up a bit. And also I totally understand why you'd want to know, have that clarity. Obviously, if you're binge eating instead of overeating, and it could be a symptom of binging, binge eating disorder, which is can be a severe, even life-threatening eating disorder, of course you'd want to know and be able to get the right help for that. But also just there's something to having that, like that relief of just knowing what thing that you're actually struggling with and having a bit more clarity, not going so blind into it all can be really, really relieving. So that's that. Now let's hop over to this other question of how do we say no to foods without it feeling restrictive, without it feeling like it's bad, that we're um, falling back into old ways potentially of the binge restrict cycle. So someone on my 30 day reboot had asked me this question this week. She basically had previously been in the binge diet cycle. She had lifted restrictions for quite some time, given herself full permission um, before she'd even joined the course. So I think she said about a year and a half she'd been doing that for. And she now was in this place where she was continuously gaining weight um, beyond which she felt her body needed. Um, it didn't feel good for her health-wise. Her doctors had said the visceral fat was getting into sort of like a dangerous territory. And she kind of like knew intuitively, like, this isn't really what my body needs. And she recognized that she really wanted to find this middle ground where she's able to apply sort of like gentle discipline or gentle boundaries to herself so she doesn't continuously keep overeating all the time so actually that refers back to what we were just going through right like she's overeating she's not binge eating it's not these like very extreme uh periods of eating but she's just continuously each meal or once a day kind of just like going a little bit overboard more than what her body needs so first of all I think and something that I told her as well was as frustrating as it might be to be, you know, on each side of the pendulum and just wanting to find that middle ground of just like peace and easiness and um, balance, it is helpful now that she has been on both sides. So where she has that fear of like, oh, I might fall back into old ways. She knows what those old ways feel feels like. So it's going to be easier for her to not slip all the way back. She first, if she's going to slip, she has to first slip to middle ground, right? And then if she gets to that middle ground and she can, she has that awareness of like, wait, maybe I'm slipping to the other side now because she knows what that looks like. She knows the sort of mindset, the self-talk, the actions, behaviors that are associated with that other side, the binge restrict cycle. So that's one thing that she has on her side. She first has to get to the middle ground to ever even get back to the other side. Now, the second thing to point out, so if you're struggling with this restriction equals bad thing, first of all, totally get it. Um, obviously, prolonged periods of restriction is not ideal for your metabolism, for your energy, for your body weight. It can harm your body and it's understandable basically that you think it's bad. It is important to note that it is not morally bad. There is nothing bad about periods or just moments of restriction. You might even want to change the word because for me at least, restriction is very like associated with eating disorder and like being in that extreme place where it's very harmful, 
fear-driven, calculated, yeah, just like not coming from a loving place. It could be something as simple as eating less. So actually an example of that is sometimes if, you know, kind of indulged in the weekend, ate out most, most meals and kind of most meals when I do eat out, I tend to like eat to fullness or even overeat a bit because it's just like so delicious and like all this novel food. And so it might be that on a Monday, whether my body just leads me that way without me consciously thinking about it, or maybe consciously I might be like, you know what, I'm just going to eat like a little bit less on Monday or just the next few days, just knowing that I just want to find that middle ground for my body again. The key thing here is intention. So much, so much of life and just like our food behaviors, our exercise, the way we view our body is largely about the intention behind it. So just now that example I gave, right? It might be like ringing alarm bells in your head being like, what? She like consciously told herself to eat less, aka restrict one day. And because in your head, if your intention right now behind restriction is like very like panicked or like desperate, urgent, obsessive, controlling, that might be ringing alarm bells. But to me, the intention behind it is simply just like, let me just regain like some balance because uh, over the weekend, there was just like a lot of food, a lot of pressure maybe on my body to digest that and my liver to detoxify it where like maybe I drank some alcohol one night or something. And so my intention is just like, okay, well, I just value like helping my body find that balance. So I'm simple. I'm just going to eat a bit less on Monday. Or maybe I don't even consciously think about it. But anyway, that's just an example where intention is everything. I'm going to pause right there for a minute to share something with you. So if you've been listening so far and feel like you're ready to start your recovery journey with me, I've got the perfect springboard. That is my free masterclass, Why You're Still Binge Eating and How to Stop. It's a 35 minute free video masterclass where I'll walk through all of the reasons you might still be binging. Then I'll give you three actionable steps to stop binge eating. So if you're looking for actual results in your life, want to never binge again, trust me, I know the feeling, I was stuck for 10 years doing that, then head to the show notes to get instant access today. I'll also gift you something for joining me at the masterclass, but I'll leave that surprise for you to find out for yourself. Life is just so damn short and it's not worth feeling so miserable, unhappy, unhealthy with binging taking over. So watch the masterclass today to start your new life. Okay, let's get back into the show. Let's look at this. So this is actually what I talked about with that woman who was asking me this question. I was saying, okay, let's look at the intention behind your restriction before. So when you were in that binge restrict cycle and what it can be now such to allow you to find that middle ground and to be okay with saying no sometimes and not feel like the restriction is bad. It's bad to be saying no to things. So to be more clear, okay, so before if she's, she was in that binge restrict cycle, her intention behind restriction or just behind like how she was viewing food in general, it was like, I need to change my body. I need to diet. I need to fix my body. I need to control what's going in. I need to lose weight fast. I need to undo that binge. And there it's just like the intention is so fear-driven. It's panicked, it's feeling out of control, it's stressful, it's 
anxious. It's not ideal. It's harmful. It can lead into that spiral of craving things because you are restricting and then binging later and just like this whole spiral keeps going. So it doesn't feel like the intention is really loving or caring or um, the value isn't really about like balance. It's about like, let's just get this done quickly. Let's just sort of like do something extreme so we can get an extreme outcome, aka like weight loss or something, for example. But let's look at like now. So think about what is your why behind your food decisions behind um, like your values behind how you view food, what it is to you, how you want to feel in your body. So your new why could be something like, for example, mine is I want to live a long, healthy life. I want my brain to be healthy. I want my digestive system to be healthy, like as possible within limits, right? Like obviously I don't want to go too far into the other side where it becomes obsessive. You know, I want to have that balance, but mostly I want a long, healthy life. Maybe your value could be, I want to have energy to do the things I love. I want to have focus to like smash it at work. I want to just have like ease or uh, peace like with my food relationship. I want it to feel easy. So this new why you can see can allow for you to say no sometimes. If you want to have that focus at work to be really like concentrate like to have good concentration, um, to have clarity over decision-making. Maybe that means then, okay, sometimes I'm going to say no to that like extra donut. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll allow the donut, fine, whatever. But maybe I'll just say no to the extra one because I know that sugar high. I have that crash afterwards and then I just have feel like I'm in this food coma and I'm not really like productive at work, let's say. So that's an example there. For me, my why of food to me is like largely about having a long healthy life obviously within limits because I want to also enjoy the delicious things that aren't necessarily conducive to a long healthy life but anyway um that allows for no as well sometimes um like that example I gave yes indulge on the weekend maybe sometimes get drunk drink too much alcohol then the Monday there might be a no by saying no I won't maybe have that bigger portion or no, I won't um, have another, I don't know, glass of wine or something. That makes sense. And that feels really like smooth and easy. That why versus the old why, which was like, I need to change my body. I need to fix. I need to do this. I need to do that. This new why feels genuinely like loving and caring and it also allows for discipline and like gentle, loving discipline, gentle, loving nutrition, gentle, loving boundaries. That's something that I often see that people, when they're on this journey of like, get out of the binge diet cycle, go onto the other side of the pendulum where it's like, say yes to everything, allow everything. Sometimes that's the point where we need to be like, okay, what's our new why around food? How do we really want to feel? And how can that um, make room for gentle, loving discipline and nutrition? Again, remember that there's a difference between these sort of like loving boundaries. For example, the one that I said, like if I get it drunk on a weekend, I probably won't drink for the next few days or something. That's versus a rule. 
So a rule will be like, you can't drink now for the next week because you drank then. And if you break this rule, like it's a disaster, you should feel bad, you're a failure. The boundary is like there to really protect me in a loving way. The rule is there from a fearful way of like, oh, but then if you break the rule, something bad is going to happen and you should be careful kind of thing. So it's like, again, it's like different intention behind it and how I love to see it and how I uh, suggested to that woman as well who asked this question is we're scared to say no because we think it'll slide back into old ways into restriction which we think is bad but in this new perspective following this your why that comes from a genuine loving caring place that no can really be in subtext a yes so it's like no I'm not gonna have a glass of wine tonight can be yes to actually saying yes to I want to have um, like a better quality sleep tonight for example if you sleep badly after you drink alcohol or maybe same thing goes for coffee or something it's that no is actually saying yes to your value and the gentleness around all this like the gentle nutrition gentle discipline boundaries means that you saying you you living by your value it doesn't have to be all the time like as I said I'm not always making these food decisions based on this value of like long healthy life because then I wouldn't ever eat like cookie dough (laughs) because I know it's just probably not ideal for a long healthy life but the majority of the time I try to make decisions that line up with that value so again it's it's like this um yeah more the middle ground like more being okay with not the black and white not the binge diet not the restriction is bad kind of thing. It's like, most of the time, I'll make this decision in line with my value, say yes to my long, healthy life. Then sometimes I won't, and that's fine. That's okay, we can move on. So when it comes to finding your why, really, really ensure that it is coming from a genuine, loving place. And I think that's probably easier to do when you're fully committed to this journey of healing your food relationship, and you really take the time and space, slow down, to discover what that is underneath you know maybe there's going to be a, a cloak of or like it might be weight loss in disguise so for example you could be like oh maybe the value of having a long healthy life is really deep down about wanting to like lose weight and you know you're making those decisions like a long healthy life but really it's it's like underneath underneath about like controlling your weight trying to lose weight all the time you'll know that like you will know of course deep down within you know if your why is coming from a real place or not and I if anyone here is doing the 30-day reboot um I would also think about like what would be the why of your higher self what would she how would she view food how would she want it to make her feel what is it for is it for social things cultural things for fuel for nutrition for energy like what would it be for for her and for those not on the 30-day reboot that's a concept that's a tool that we use uh it's actually the very first meditation that people love um it's something we use throughout the course to help you really stay focused on your vision of how you want your life to be so definitely check out the 30-day reboot it's in the show notes if you're interested to wrap this up let's let's say if you're struggling with this being scared to say no that it's like gonna be too restrictive and fall back into old ways kind of thing find out what's your why from a real genuine loving place and apply it just one time this week 
to find this middle ground, we don't want to do the extreme things, right? We don't want to be like, apply it all the time. You must do this. Because <laughs> that's just going back to the fearful rules kind of place. That's the other side of the pendulum. So we want to find that middle ground. So we'll do that by taking small steps at a time. So one time this week, apply your why, your value behind how you want to feel, what food is to you. So maybe it's one time you're having dinner and you would usually be going for that extra portion because you're afraid to say no because you're afraid that means you're restricting and oh my god that's so bad one time this week take a deep breath calm your nervous system down let's do one now breathing in and out and apply that why so maybe it's saying no you know what I'm going to say no to this extra portion I noticed that now that I've calmed down I've taken that breath I notice that I am actually pretty full and it's easy for me to say no. It's okay for me to say no because I really value having energy or good quality sleep or long healthy life or focus at work, good digestion. I really value that. So it's easy for me to say no this one time and really reward yourself. Maybe with something as simple as a smile, just smile to yourself, a pat on the back for taking that conscious choice to move towards that middle ground <clears throat> and note to yourself hey like it wasn't so scary have I already gone flung to the other side of the pendulum in that one moment absolutely not so that was fine and maybe the next week I can just do it twice and see how that feels and you'll always know if you're going too far the other way because you've been there already you know what it's like to say no and like uh, say to say yeah, no all the time from a restrictive fearful kind of place so you know that remember again that that no because I remember I remember this so much where I almost <clears throat> didn't want to say no to things because I even gave myself this excuse in my head of like I have to enjoy the food for everyone else because no one else is having dessert so I've got to have it and I was like didn't want to say no so but if I ever told myself like no no don't have the dessert it was from this like oh, like, oh, I'm disappointed. Like, oh, I can't believe I have to say no, this sucks. And that obviously didn't help me be able to be okay with saying no because it was like such a bad, unenjoyable experience to say no. So remember, when you're saying no in alignment with this value, you're actually saying yes to your new life, like that new middle ground, how you want to feel the majority of the time. Again, it doesn't have to be extreme. You don't have to say yes to your value all the time. It's about finding that middle ground, finding that balance that you want. Like how much of how much do you want to feel healthy or like energetic versus how much do you want to just be like, you know what, screw it. I do want the brownie because it's so delicious and YOLO. <laughs> so remember, it's not, it doesn't have to be seen as this bad restrictive thing. It's you saying yes to the middle ground. So hopefully that gave you some direction, some clarity over how you can get from that other extreme on the pendulum of saying yes to everything, probably gaining more weight than your body really needs, um, to finding that middle ground where things feel so much more relaxed and you have that balance between gentle nutrition and living your life. So that's it from me today. Remember, you can DM me anything on Instagram or email me freewithbreed at gmail.com. 
and everything I referred to in this episode, all those links to the masterclass, 30 Day Reboot, Body Love Academy, all down in the show notes. Once again, thank you so much to all the women who joined the courses in August and here's to all the women who've already joined in September and are going to join in September. Thank you everybody and I will see you next time. And that's the scoop for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and learned something new that you can start applying to your life. It really helps my podcast to grow and reach more women who are struggling as well when you rate and review. So if you've got a spare minute, I would appreciate it so much if you could rate and review. And if you took something from this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could share it with someone in your life. Change someone's day, mood, or even their life. Be that person. I know I absolutely love it when my sister sends me podcast episodes. It just shows me she's thinking of me and she wants to help me elevate alongside her. As always, feel free to DM me on Instagram at freewithbreed. I'm always open for feedback and let me know what you want me to speak about on the podcast because after all, this podcast is for you. Okay, that's it from me. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you next time.